Hello and welcome to an early episode of No Load Time. This is episode 165. My name is Ovid Villas and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, No Load Time? Obed, good to be with you again, my friend. Early in the week, like you mentioned, we're doing this, recording this on a Wednesday, so you guys get this a little earlier in your week if you're also listening to the podcast version, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah, especially if you're running uh, theories, Star Wars theories, out of our podcast. That's, uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. What's up, man? How are you? Yeah, man, I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, I've been uh, a little busy playing a little bit more uh, Switch and PlayStation. You know, I, I love my Switch, dude. Like, it's, yeah, obviously, I go on my PS5 to play, um, you know, these these epic adventures. Um, that's kind of like my more of a role-playing kind of guy. You know, that, that that's that's what I look to in the next gen. And, and obviously, right now, there's a limited next gen games that just came out, so going back and playing some old stuff but you know when i jump on my switch it's just to have that mindless fun quick whatever i mean whether it's sonic and the olympic Games, smash uh, you know i know that i still need to pick up uh, breath of the wild um i'm real. i saw it on yep. sale the other day with best buy i was about to pull the trigger i didn't uh, do it but uh I-, I need to do it for sure game's um, real good yeah, man, it's real good. It's real good. Excited this week. We got Wandavision coming out on Friday. Yeah. Um. So yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty good here. How how are you doing? Cool. Doing good. <laughs> Other than than going to deep rabbit holes on YouTube. Uh, not not to, not to worry. Not not to not to worry. I'm not I'm not into I'm not going into the fringe stuff. It's more of a uh let's let's say it's research. It's, it's proper research, uh, but doing doing well, man. Uh, I got we actually got I, I got to play a ton of Smash with my daughter, and we we unlocked everyone, so that was a lot of fun, uh, and and we're we're pretty much addicted to playing team battle, so so that's been that's been pretty much everything that's been going on on the on the gaming side. I finally got those two bosses on Bloodborne, so I'm done. I'm done. I I actually uh, I yeah yeah you you gotta get good for those those two bosses that that I was uh, that I had left because uh, there were uh, one of them. I mean both of them are probably number one and number two the toughest bosses that I've played on any game ever. So it was uh, it was pretty intense. Uh, even like I I finished. Ninja Gaiden uh, Sigma on PS3 on the Ninja on the Ninja Master difficulty, and and this and and those two bosses were not like that final boss or whatever boss of that game was not as hard as 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 these two. They were the real hard. Um, I mean, I'm talking Ninja Gaiden Sigma. That was like 13 years ago. So so my my reactions were a lot uh, a lot quicker. Um, but it was a good experience just having to just just going back and playing a, a very challenging game. Uh, interestingly enough, I never finished Ninja Gaiden Sigma Two on Ninja Master. Um, I got stuck in one area and I, and I just stopped playing it. Um, but yeah, that's been it gaming wise. I did watch a movie, an old movie. It's funny because it's a movie that I remember you talking about it when I was in the closet. 
Um, <laughs> so it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I wow. finally got around to watching Kong Squirrel Island. That's crazy, dude. The other day I was about to watch that movie on HBO Max. Yeah, that's that's where I watched it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I and I watched it more out of curiosity, right? Because yeah. uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts is directing the Metal Gear movie, and and I know that this movie links into Godzilla. I mean, I've already been. I, I got the both Godzilla movies on Blu-ray, and I know that the last Godzilla ends with the "Oh, Kong's coming." So right. Um, so I, knowing that, right, I, I went into that movie with like curiosity. I was not expecting anything out of it. Um, bro, that movie is really well directed. I was it's a funny movie too. It's good. It's well written. And but just the direction of it, I was like, the panning shots and every it was so good. I was like, man, this this kid's on point, man. I'm really excited for Metal Gear now. Um, also, it's like super on the nose that he's a Metal Gear fan, because <laughs> uh, there's like yeah. like stuff during that movie, right? The David the David Bowie songs and the uh, yep. and the helicopter playing music when they're coming down. And I mean, although that was a, a, a you know a Vietnam era thing, you know, they're playing music to like demoralize your opponents or or your whatever, right? Um, but then it's like Fox Squadron, and then and then the the boat's name is Gray Fox. It's like this is like really on the nose, and I really appreciate it. Um, but uh, like like uh, you know the Metal Gear stuff aside, because <laughs> it was it was good, right? Um, it was it was very well directed. Like like what you said, it's funny. Uh, the action is good. Like Kong yeah. looks great. Uh, the action sequences are really good. Um. Uh, in my opinion, this is actually a better Kong movie than the Peter Jackson uh, remake, because yeah. uh, the Peter Jackson remake is it's a remake of a remake of of a movie already at that point, right? It's the it's the second remake that we've gotten of Kong. Of course, there's the original Kong, there's the 1970s remake, and then there's the Peter Jackson remake. So, um, very well lit everything dude i was blown away i was like this movie was actually really freaking good it doesn't not it makes you more hyped for that fight between godzilla and kong like that's gonna be epic bro yeah and like they stated like kong is huge right but he's not godzilla huge in this movie but they said it's like oh like he's still like a juvenile he's still growing like right yeah so so i can i you know i really want to see where they're going right and they're gonna fight against each other but then they're gonna join forces at the end we know we know that that's what's gonna happen yeah. um it but i i really like that um the acting was good the cast was great i forgot that this this movie had like freaking like everyone yeah, in it it was great Tom hiddleston brie larson nick yeah. Fury. i mean Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah yeah right it's, it's yeah, like john c like riley stars and <laughs> yeah you know, c riley yeah, yeah. which comedy, john c yeah. riley was in the remake on the kong remake right yeah so yeah Really enjoyed it, man. That was good, good. That was a very pleasant surprise, man. Very, very pleasant surprise. So, um, I haven't watched any more Voltron because I'm, I'm still playing Bloodborne. <laughs> like I'm still grinding at it, and uh, you know, I've, I actually started doing those dungeons. I, I may not continue those, right? I but now I'm itching to play Sekiro, but I've been holding off until I get a PS5 to play Sekiro. So I don't mm. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I want to play it proper. Um, by the way, did you see that they're uh, they released the PS5 patch for Fallen Order? I did see that today. Yeah, yeah. It says uh, improve improved resolution and textures and improved frame rate. So that makes me just want to do another playthrough really yeah. quick on it. Might might maybe worth it. Because I've seen it on PC, like running full spec on PC, and it looks freaking spectacular, dude. It's a good game. So it's a good, it's yeah, really really good game, man. Speaking of games, uh, we can jump, we can we can transition into that. It's uh, absolutely, it's pretty good. Uh, Joe, uh, Lucasfilm is known to be the company of missed opportunities. Um, how can you miss the opportunity to rename? To, to name your gaming division LucasArts and instead of just Lucasfilm Games. Missed opportunity there. On the bright side, they are expanding and, and we got some news about that, but uh, what do you think of the name? What do you think of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the initiative? Because uh, Disney uh, it, it, at least up until now, right, for the last, I want to say, 10 years, since, uh, what was the name of the, uh, the toy one? Universe, uh, Disney Galaxy? No, it wasn't Disney Galaxy. No, Disney no, no, Universe? No. I know what you're talking about. Oh, they fact check the... it, on the fly. The Toys to Life one. And you used to have to, like, scan them or something? Yeah. Um, it was like the Amiibo before the Amiibo. Yes, it was like Disney the Infinity. There it is. Yeah. So uh, when Disney Infinity closed down, Disney basically closed all their gaming divisions, and they said, "Oh, we're just going to license stuff out, and uh, you know, other studios can make Disney games under a Disney license." Uh, <clears throat> that's when uh, the the EA partnership got announced and Xbox is it did its thing so very interesting that they're actually going back to to this initiative um, I I did not foresee this coming but uh, before we jump into the the two announcements that we have uh, regarding those games so what do you think of this uh, it was it was nice news to hear because it's not that they've been going in a bad direction. Like, you know, EA has been able to, you know, try to, to fix some of their mistakes by, you know, fixing, you know, Battlefront 2. You know, they, they did do do right by it in the end. And we've said it before. It's a it's a game that, that is really underrated. After, the, the new version of the game, right, that came out after launch, right? Um, yeah. You know, then you look at, obviously, Fallen Order being a really spectacular experience. What, what we had signed up for initially... But what's been more disappointing is that, like, they've been so stuck with just this exclusivity is, like, they've not been able to make more games than they should have. They've, they've killed a lot of projects. They just haven't had the resources, whatever the situation yeah. is. And it's been a problem. And um, now with them going in this direction, Lucasfilm Games, like, it gives them a lot of ambiguity. And it makes me, you know, you know wonder what other... Um, things are going to be going on we'll talk in a bit about you know those those projects that are already coming out from this um but you know it does make me think like this is a great timing for them to do this i'm happy that they have this 
ownership, this umbrella that they're working under. I'm not crazy about the, the, the name either, but I don't really care either at the same time. It's it's just one of those, like you said, missed opportunities is the right right wording for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's very like obvious, like games. This is our games division, very on the nose. But yeah, I'm I'm really uh, happy to see that they're taking this step, and I look forward to the future of Lucasfilm Games because now we are going to have a lot of diversification in you know the types of Star Wars games that come out because it's not going to just be EA, which I'm not hating on them, like I made it clear. But um, but yeah, I yeah. mean, there's like I don't without getting into it, like I, there's there's certain companies that probably wouldn't you know put their hands on it, like. You're probably not going to see Naughty Dog make a Star Wars game because that's not their thing. But um, it would, like, it really wouldn't surprise me, right? right. If Sony says, it's like, hey, so, so Disney, um, you know, we got a little game called Spider Man, right? Um, so, what do you think if, if you let us do this thing? I'm pretty sure that they'll say yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And exactly. It makes you question, like, what possibilities? Yeah. Um, we, Bobby, and we know for sure that EA is working on two projects, at least. Um, they are working, or DICE is working, on a next-gen Battlefront. Uh, this rumor to come out um, next year, after um, after the, the next Battlefield comes out. Um, and they're uh, also, and then uh, we, we know that uh, Fallen Order is getting a sequel. So, so we we got those two for sure. What LCA is working on, we don't know, right? Uh, but talk about reviving a franchise, right? Because uh, I know that we're getting a, a movie uh, here in, in you know about a year or so. But out of nowhere, we get this announcements that that uh, that uh, Machine Games, part of the Bethesda family, is working on an Indiana Jones game. Um, that's a big one being now that this is technically a Microsoft studio. Um, I'm sure that this is not going to be a, a, an Xbox exclusive. Um, could you imagine them doing like a, well, no, because, because of what we're going to talk about next. Uh, but it makes me wonder, right. Uh, what kind of approach they're going to have to this game. Uh, Machine games is known for first person shooters, mostly, um, Oh, is this is this going to be another first person first person adventure, or is this going to be more of an adventure kind of uncharted sort of game? What is it? When? What are we going to see more? We don't know. Uh, maybe summer. Maybe around the E three time. I'm pretty sure there's no E three this year. Uh, or or they're going if there's E three, they're going to have like a virtual showcase, kind of like what CES is doing, uh, which is probably going to be the right approach. Uh, based on how things are going, especially in California. So I think that maybe summer we'll see, we'll know more about, about this project. But yeah, what do you think, man? No, I, so the Indiana Jones one got me pretty hyped because the first comparison everyone makes is, of course, Uncharted because Uncharted is very much an Indiana Jones-esque game uh, and franchise. But, like, that's just it, right? Like, whenever you play it, you're always thinking of indie, but there's nothing like indie when you actually have indie. And, and that, was, that was one of the cool parts of, just in general, the Lucasfilm games, right? Like, it's, it's not Star Wars games. It's Lucasfilm games, and, and Indiana Jones is a part of the Lucasfilm family. So it's nice to see them not just pushing Star Wars, yeah. but getting right to it straight out the bat. Let's get Indiana Jones out there on the market. Yeah. 
I think that's a great move. I'm very, very excited about about that opportunity because it can be its own thing. Yeah, you know, and and I think that um, in, uh, when what they're trying to do, right? And we we talked about them trying to diversify. It, it's with this Lucasfilm Games. It's uh, I'm, I may end up just calling it Lucas Arts. Uh, Lucasfilm Games. Uh, what they're trying to do, it's probably diversify. It's like not only be Star Wars, now they're bringing in D. Uh, maybe they'll bring in something else at a later time. Willow. Uh, Willow, <laughs> know, Labyrinth. Uh, you yeah. know, who knows, right? Yeah. So, uh, so they, they, that's, that's probably what they're, what they're trying to do. They're trying to just expand to not just Star Wars. Um, and have them, uh, and have other studios just take care of that. Uh, but when it comes to Star Wars, Joel, just this morning we learned that Ubisoft is making an open world Star Wars adventure. I can see Joel grinning ear to ear because it's going to be Assassin's Creed Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Assassin's Creed Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you get to oh, uh, sneak, sneak, uh, sneak around Tatooine. Uh, but yeah, joking aside, man, um, uh, this I think it's a great idea. Based on a, a game like, and and again, you can refresh my my memory because uh, my my point of reference for Assassin's Creed is Black Flag, right? And Which I is really enjoyed reference. that game. That's a great reference. Um, but uh, on Black Flag, uh, it's not just the one open world; it's multiple open worlds that you get through absolutely by navigating. Um, so this very well could be that. This very well could be different planets. Um. In the in the UV in the Ubisoft vein, uh, they're probably going to be populated and and lots of people and and creatures and whatnot. Um, how they're going to tie it in? Who are you going to play as? All this stuff is unknown. Uh, TBD. Uh, cautiously optimistic, but optimistic optimistic nonetheless because of uh, EA no longer having a stranglehold on on the franchise. So. I know that you're excited, dude. Absolutely. I mean, when I play a game like Jedi Fallen Order or Battlefront, the next thing you say is, okay, we've got two really good genres here. Where do we get our open world Star Wars game? Where do we get this game where we could just jump in and do plenty of different activities around these different worlds and different environments? And, you know, we've not had that experience. And when I heard that it was Ubisoft, you know, you, you instantly hit me up about this. I was like, nah, man, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is a match made in the video game heavens, bro. This is a great, great match. Um, and, and it's not just be, it's not because yes, of course, I love Assassin's Creed, right? So just from a standpoint of of gameplay, like immediately, I imagine like flip that switch up instead of a pirate sword, but you've got a, a Jedi a or a Sith just running around, just going. Bro, crazy, you can play as a Sith. I, right? That would be I mean, awesome because that would like turn it upside down, right? Because you're always expecting a Jedi, you're always expecting a bounty hunter, you're always expecting some, you know, a rebel. You know, right. what about like a Sith? Not uh, like not even a fully fleshed Sith, but like Darth like, Maul, bro. like Ventress. Yeah, Ven yeah, yeah. And you just go around having these these stories that are interconnected between yeah. the Clone Wars and whatever. I mean, it's. 
like it this is a great great opportunity for them to to have a whole lot of fun and see a side of star wars that we haven't seen in video games that it's not just just regular adventure it's 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 could you imagine this being in a, many possibilities? Can you imagine this being an Ahsoka game? And and this is basically Ahsoka during the the Empire years trying to like survive, like survive, and or like after like between between uh, between Rebels and and Mando, like that period of time, right? It's like what did Ahsoka do between this and that? So, hmm. That's a wishful thinking at this point. I know, right? man. I know, but uh, th- th- they but, can make multiple. I mean, with this, they'll we'll start with their first. We'll see what it is. That'll give us yeah. an indication. But yeah, I could totally see them go in that direction of of telling those side stories, but yeah, easily intertwining like the lore from those untold times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I should, I, should, I, I again, they they should surprise us and do something like flip it on its head. Like instead of playing like a Jedi or bounty hunter or something that we expect, have something unexpected. It's like, oh, you play as a, you know, someone like uh, like Mayfield from Mando. Like, oh, I used to be a stormtrooper, and it's. T- I mean, we already saw that with uh, with uh, Battlefront Two already. Yeah. Um, so they could they they should definitely do something different. Dude, I want a sword. You Open want... world. I want. I want a lightsaber, bro. Yeah. I think Full On Order is doing a great job with that, though. Um, it but, is, but you gotta you gotta wait till we get Full On Order two. Um, sure. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Um. I mean, Najma, There's no more no more info other than it's open yeah, world it's speculation at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know that EA put out put out a thing because they I guess they reached out to EA. Uh, Saying that uh, uh, Wired actually reached out to EA um, and got a statement from EA because <laughs> they've been holding the license for the last ten years, and they said that they were they still gonna. The, they altered the deal. Yeah, they should pray that they don't alter it any further. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So EA said EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner for us uh, now and going forward. So uh, that is uh, from Sean Shoptaw, who is the Senior VP of Global Games and Interactive Experiences at Disney. So, so there you go. I, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, I mean they're they're probably expanding, right? Because we know that EA, the the EA deal was done, uh, and they 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 were based on what we heard. They they're happy with battle with the Battlefront numbers, and then Fallen Order came out, and they're happy with that. Um, but they again, they just want to probably expand uh, and, and and do more stuff because they could be they could be more doing a lot more with a franchise uh, instead of just depending on EA to crank out a, a game every two years. Uh, they can have a yearly game now. Oh, uh, with like EA and Bethesda. Uh, who knows? Again, what other deals are there? I mean, is is did they already talk to Disney because this guy already talks to no I'm sorry they talk to Sony uh, because you know they're already in with Sony and and uh, and Spider-Man uh, they're probably not going to talk to Square Enix about making a, a, a Star Wars game cuz yeah uh, really dropped the ball on that one man 
Man, that Avengers game, dude. You 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 don't even you I haven't even, even bought it. Yeah? You know. I mean, I'll I'll get it. You know, when it's gonna be cheap now. So it's gonna that, be that's, on PS Plus yeah. free yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah that's man. gonna be the one. Yeah, it's it's crazy that that game just like no one talks about it, and yeah, that that I think that game did worse than Anthem. Because really, at, at least I think that people still like talk about Anthem, even though even if it's to to take crap on it. But no one talks about Avengers. <laughs> yeah, they made that thing disappear. That's Disney PR. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know, right? yeah, they made that thing disappear. But, but I, Star Wars games, like you said, so the next one we have coming up in, in our immediate future is basically next year Battlefront, and of course this year yeah. is Lego Star Wars, um, which I actually will pick up. Not gonna lie to you, I think I'll pick them up on the Switch. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good pairing for the Switch. Yeah, it's not yeah. super graphics intensive. It's a cutesy right. game. Yeah. yeah. That'll be that'll be a good pairing. It's a good game. Who's uh? Those are WB, right? The Lego games. Yes. So so that means that there's something going on, right? Like, although uh, I mean, this games. this Lego this Lego games are you know, not necessarily crazy to make, right? Um, they're simple assets, and and that's what takes more time on games now. It's just asset building and all this stuff. So, uh, just putting out a Lego game is not that. I mean, it is. They delayed it though, man. That was supposed to be coming out like October last year. Yeah. Well, everything's getting delayed. Yeah, that's yeah. understandable. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw that the Harry Potter game got delayed to this. Uh, they announced it today. Oh, I didn't the, see that. The or oh, that uh, the RPG mm-hmm. that they were putting out. Yeah, that got delayed till next year. Uh, and wow. there was and there was another game that got delayed. Oh, what was it? Uh, let's see. It, it was a big one. Hold on. Delays, delays. Twenty twenty one just started. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, this is this is gonna happen. We 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 all knew. Um, yeah. So Hogwarts Legacy is getting delayed. Uh. Oh no, that's not what's getting delayed. It's Morbius, but that's getting delayed for a whole different oh, reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, Morbius is getting delayed like six months, but it's 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 because of COVID, not because of the movie's not done. Because they're they're done. Yeah, that was the other thing. That was the other thing that was uh, that was announced like either like late yesterday or or this morning that Morbius is getting is getting delayed uh, to like October or something. So mm. yeah, so that was supposed to come out in April, I think. So yeah, I mean that's a good October movie if you ask me. Yeah. Um, did you see that the Venom two is rated R? I did see that. That's not. I believe it. Yeah. Disney's Disney uh, no, Disney's in control of it anymore, but it seems like regardless, they're still more open to that. Yeah. And now with uh, with uh, King Foggy confirming that Deadpool yes. is officially part of the MCU, and they are moving forward with a third movie. And it's still gonna be rated R, so uh, a lot of fans are happy. I'm happy because the the humor, even though it's sometimes juvenile and all, it's it's Deadpool, right? This is what makes the character, and and I think keeping that uh the sort of humor intact uh, and carrying it over really will will be will be a big deal. So 
Some I don't happy. think anyone anticipated them changing what it what it's already has been. I mean, people have speculated if if he crossed over into yeah. like an Avengers movie or something, then his character gets t- toned down. But like just on his own, I mean, that would be this. They, I mean, it's like what a billion dollar franchise or whatever. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. they're not they're not gonna make those changes. Iger, you know, Bob and Bob, they they know Bob and Bob from from they, corporate. <laughs> yeah, they know. Yeah, so that that was the, uh, you know, against Ryan Reynolds is heavily involved, and you know he he's been key to the uh, um, to the success of of both films. I think uh, I, I'm I'm one of those that think that the second is actually better than the first one. Um, it's I think it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's great. The action's great. It's, it's well directed and. Uh, you know the the humor is on point on uh the first one was like trying too hard right uh it, it was good um but it it it, it kind of like was a little bit edgier uh with its humor just probably because it was trying to make a point right but once the point was made uh, i think the second one actually was, was a lot smoother like the the joke delivery on the second one was a lot smoother so uh, that's my opinion um, but yeah, it's uh, pretty good stuff there. If you're a, a fan of that pool, that uh, your uh, your Merc with a mouth is still still good to go. And they're crossing over characters. I mean, now we know that Deadpool is officially part of you know the MCU, and and they're saying that they will. Feige straight up said in an interview with Collider that uh, whether it be comic books, video games. Marvel Television, he exclusively named, you know, the Netflix characters. Any of those things are all open to their disposal, and they're fully considering. And there's and keep stay tuned because any of those properties can cross into their cinematic universe at any time. And he's basically treating it the same way he did in the comics. Like things happen, people cross over randomly, storylines interchange that had nothing to do with anything. Um, Which is very interesting because literally just I think it was either today or yesterday. Um, one of the uh, one of the executives at Warner's made a similar statement about saying that all of the DC properties are all connected in a multiverse. Like whether it's a Titans TV show or the Batman Rob Pattinson or you know Aquaman or whatever, like awesome. they're all connected. Like now we have Feige just literally saying the exact same thing, where he's saying it's saying it's there's a there's a possibility they can pull from he the straight up says whether it's a comic book, a video game. Or Marvel Television thing, they could pull Miles Morales from. In theory, they can pull him from that PS5 game and say this exact Miles Morales is our Miles Morales now, and and go off. So it is a possibility, are big, but of course everyone's immediate thoughts is you know Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox is Daredevil, which we've talked about like before, being you know in the Spider-Man three, and then uh, interesting rumors started coming after our last episode that yeah. Jessica Jones showing up in She-Hulk, and yep. then even further that there's a good chance that Luke Cage will get his own show on Disney plus uh, yep. with Mike Coulter coming back. So big things coming, man. Yeah. And, um, and there's, there's still that rumor that, that Punisher is going to be back with like a, a pseudo soft reboot with John Barthel yeah. back as, as a Punisher. Um, have you finished that by the way? Oh yeah. 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 It was excellent. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's a long time ago. I finished, I finished it, <laughs> finished it a while ago, man. Yeah. That was, that was good. That was good. Um, I, I really like I really like how it ended. Like that last episode was was so good. It's like, man, Punisher should be real. 
<laughs> I did not say that out loud. Uh, it's okay. I'm sure many fans said the same. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, Joel, we're getting some. Uh, I, I want to treat this with a grain of salt because it's a, this is more of a rumor slash non-confirmed thing slash speculation, but. Uh, they've asked. Uh, they they asked Liam Neeson if he if he would be uh, cool if he if he were to rep- reprise his role as Qui Gon Jinn in the Obi Wan limited series for Disney Plus, and he said, "Sure, I'd be I'd be up for that." Yeah, which is he probably saw he's 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 in there. Like if he said that, oh yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? He's he's in there, like either a VO. Or, or Force Ghost, or, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a memory or flashback or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He's in, man. And I'm, ha- and I'm happy. I really, I really hope so. I really hope he is in it because it only makes sense. I mean, that was one of the main talking points of the end of Revenge of the Sith when Yoda, you know, says, I will teach you to commune with your master, Qui-Gon. I mean, it's... There's nothing hidden there. Yeah. Like if you just jump into a into a series like this, and there's nothing of him communing with Qui Gon, and like I said, it could just be VO. You don't even have to see the guy. You know, similarly, they did to to uh, with Rise of Skywalker. You know, yeah. like although that yeah. should have been should have been different. Well, but, in the case in the case of of, of Qui Gon, it makes sense, right? Because of uh, him not completing that transition or that training sure, that he was, sure. uh, he he could only manifest himself as. Uh, you know, a voice or or an object or light or something, right? Which they do in the Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, series, yeah. right? Well, in, in the Clone Wars, the, the episode called Voices, mm-hmm. in, I think yeah. it's the last season, where Yoda is going around trying to find out about Order 66 and Qui-Gon and they, they get Liam Neeson to come back to voice that role. Um, you know, he's talking to Yoda and he's only a voice, like I said, he's only a light going around. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would I'd love to see that happen. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Theory did a really cool uh, breakdown on it, but like behind the scenes stuff from uh, episode Phantom Menace, where like just straight up seeing Liam Neeson training with Ray Park, like full on oh, really getting that. into it with the lightsaber fights. It's a great video. I think it's it's on Theory's channel. Okay. But uh, oh, because yeah, he did that a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he that's on the Blu-ray. Behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, that's on the on it's the crazy kind of, seeing. Yeah. Liam Neeson fighting Ray Park. Nice, amazing. That's cool. Uh, yeah, this this good news. Uh, I think he's gonna be in in it uh, one way or another. Um, uh, let's talk about the theory, Joe. The what I talked about last week. Go into it. Cause cause last last week I made a I, I made a theory about Star Wars and and how how you can you know really tell that they've already changed the timeline. You just didn't notice it. Um, so I saw a video, I, I can't remember the YouTube user, right? But it was basically like exact, the exact same thing that I said last week. Uh, and I think the video came out like yesterday, if I'm not wrong, or, or today, because today's the 13 rounds. Yeah, I think it came out like this morning, dude. Um, and, and I talked about, about it last week, uh, where, where it's, it's clear that there's already two timelines, um, and, and, uh, but he, he did point out something interesting that I that I did not point last week Joe and that's uh when when Ray 
uh, here's the voices at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Ahsoka's one of the voices. So that means Ahsoka's dead, right? But she's not. Which would make sense for yeah. that timeline. For that timeline, exactly. Because she does die. Yeah. So, uh, but the rest is basically the the exact same thing that I said. You know, the Ben Solo stuff that it's already, you know, in canon that he didn't start training until he was 10, but now he's got Grogu and yeah, dude, it's, it's already done. We, they just haven't like said it out loud. It's, it's one of those things. Um, I, yeah, I hope, I hope that they carry on and, and, and fully, uh, go through all the way through with it. I mean, yeah, like I know people want them to do, you know, old Republic or whatever, and jump just completely get away uh, from the timeline that they're in and just, you know, do something new. But but, uh, you know, it's it's cool if they continue on with, with the way that it's being treated right now. And it's being treated right in this Mandalorian uh, era. So hopefully they carry on with that. Yeah, I think I think the uh, problem is that, you know, people like prequels, right? Uh, and I know that Star Wars fans would, would love to have, like, old Republic stuff. I, I think, in my opinion, right, um, that that Old Republic stuff only appeals to the hardcore Star Wars fan. Uh, bringing in or keeping the, th- keeping the, I said the timeline going with uh, something that people recognize, like stormtroopers and these things that, that people know what they are. Uh, because remember when the clones came out, I was like, oh, those stormtroopers look different. They're not stormtroopers. And you have to explain so that, so I think I think just keeping it uh, where in a timeline where we're uh, we're both the the hardcore fans can get a, a you know a great story and a great Star Wars ex- experience right and and something that the casual audience can follow that's you know related to the movies because that's their base of understanding right the casual audience that's like oh there's like forty eight Star Wars books about stuff I didn't know that so. You know, just keeping it simple, I think it's the best option right now. I agree with that. Yeah, and, and I if, agree with that. And if they want to do like like High Republic, which is what they're working on, they're not going to do Old Republic now for sure. But if they do High Republic stuff, which we know that we're getting a show right, and the books are already out, um, then that's that. They they can just do like their own thing, right? And and then keep the the timeline going with like the book of Boba Fett, uh, Mando, Ahsoka. I'm going to be honest with you, but I think I may have said it on the show before. I did not have any interest in a Boba Fett movie or anything like that. I thought that I thought he was a cool character and all, but I was like, I don't think it's going to be this amazing thing. And quickly with how amazing they've handled the Mandalorian, like now I'm like completely pumped for that book of, of Mandalorian, a uh, book of Boba Fett, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that treatment, like you're it. saying, just carry on with that. It's, it's great. Yeah. I'm down for it for sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh it's a uh, pretty exciting, uh, hoping Liam Neeson's actually in it. And, and that's great. Uh, also, Joel, I don't know if you saw that, uh, basically they, they've confirmed that for the Ahsoka show, uh, Sabine's going to be like yes. the co-star and it's going to be basically them to live action. Yep. Uh, them two going to look for, for Esron and Thrawn, which is what we sort of already knew what was going on. Right. Uh, but what other details are going to come out? 
with all the force, all these things that that's been talked about. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably already already in there. So uh, how hardcore do they go? Do they do they go easy? I mean, like that episode with Ahsoka was way more grounded and still fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I love that episode, but like. You know they didn't they didn't go too crazy. The craziest part is when you know you get the the revelations of Grogu and the Thrawn name drop. But yeah. like once you get into this thing, you're 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 telling people like if you haven't seen Rebels, you better. We've been saying this on the show for a while. If you haven't seen Rebels, you have to see it because especially now, now <clears throat> like it's a must in order for you to understand. And Clone Wars because that really last season of Clone Wars is fantastic. I mean, the first four episodes, the three yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the last yeah. four. Those are the ones you need to watch. I love that it begins with a Lucasfilm limited production. Like those ones oh, you like see the that old come font. up on your screen, the, you know it's getting real. When you see the old font come up, that's you're on uh, the right one. Yep, you're on the right episode. Um, yeah, and the same with Rebels. Rebels uh, was was actually quite enjoyable, uh, and it's a quick watch. So uh, Clone Wars is a little more. Uh, you have to endure the first two seasons. Uh, and then and then it really picks up, um, but you know, uh, yeah, if you should watch watch the shows for sure. Um, so that's pretty exciting, uh, Joel. The last bit of news that I have here is that um, they, w- in conjunction with the 35th anniversary of uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Nintendo's releasing a special limited edition blue and red Nintendo Switch. It looks pretty cool. It's beautiful. Super Mario uh, case, all red switch with the uh, the blue Joy-Con uh, adapter. Yeah, man. You know what I like about though what these special edition versions of these consoles they're not up they're not upping the price for these. Like it's the same price as if you were to buy a standard Switch in better terms. You know the, the black or the you know red and blue um, Joy-Con Switch. Uh, if you get if you get a, a Mario one, I think it's two ninety nine. I think is what they were saying. This, this yeah, limited edition one. Yeah. So it's like, and no, if you're gonna get a Switch, go get one of the, those limited edition ones. I mean, that's just a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and make someone like me be like, man, just for just for looks, like it's gorgeous. The the Joy Con. I don't need straps, another Switch, but it's beautiful. Yeah, the Joy Con straps look really look really cool. Yeah. So this is a this it looks it looks quite different. It's quite striking, and I I really like it. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite out of out of all the uh, the ones that they've released so far, the like limited edition ones. So yeah, pretty good stuff, and it looks pretty nice. Just uh, how is the Nintendo Switch Lite selling? Because I can imagine it's doing great. So the Switch Lite, um, you can f- you could find it throughout the holidays in stores. Uh, so when when the when the quarantine started, you couldn't find anything. Right, right. So I didn't see a Switch Lite in in store until like probably like August. So like from April to August, I didn't see anything. August, I saw a few at Target. Then the next time I went to Target, they were all gone. Uh, And then a couple weeks later, there were a few more. Uh, When like October came in, there was plenty of stock of that because they they really restocked for the holidays. Um, But if you go to Target, like to give an example again, to uh, I went to Target. Uh, two weeks ago, they had a bunch, uh, and they had a bunch of the uh, regular switches. Uh, I went last week; all the regular switches was gone, and and then they only have like one gray light. 
So it's selling. Wow. It's selling. Wow. Yeah. That's good for them. Yeah, yeah. I think that thing's pretty, doing pretty good. I think it's doing pretty good in Japan too. So, because mm. uh, it's more mobile and it's it's something that, uh, you know, the the Japanese audience probably audience probably relates to more. It's something that they're used to now, like their games being mobile. Uh, so it, in Japan, I know it's for a fact that it's selling really well. So, mm. yeah. Well, I wonder if we're gonna see any new colors on that this year. Yeah, uh, and I there's mean, still rumors that they're gonna announce a new one in March. Like that's been going around for the last few days. Switch Pro, like a Switch, or like a Switch dock Pro, or something. Yeah, they're or they're calling it Switch Pro with a Dock Pro or whatever, uh, and it's like basically uh, a, t- a 1080p screen on the Switch, uh, and uh, and a 4K upscaler on the on the dock hmm. uh, with like better performance for like better frame rate and whatnot so like with yeah, like we'll we said before you could just buy the dock and put your switch on that and yeah that would be ideal yeah yeah but that w- that probably won't guarantee you getting better like frame rate right so, right yeah right. yeah cool good stuff man uh good stuff. I, I think nintendo's doing really well uh do you watch the uh that trailer for super mario 3d world uh buster fury I did. I'm yeah. so excited. Next month, I mean, we're days away. So yeah. So I told my daughter, it's like, well, if you do go, you're good in school. When school's <laughs> over, I'll get that for you. Um, but I, I have a theory, you know, on that trailer. Theory. I think that Bowser's Fury thing that they're doing, that expansion, it's 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 a test. Because I don't know if you noticed the the how it's laid out, right? I think that's a test for an open world Mario game. Ooh. To see how we- how well they they can actually make Mario work Mario work in an open world scenario, uh, although like Super Mario Odyssey, it's open world ish. Like the levels yeah. are pretty big, uh, but it's 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 a uh, you know basically multiple worlds, uh, but they they are pretty pretty expansive. Um, but this is probably more of like how can we make Mario work in an open world scenario? Mm. Because this looks radically different than the 3D world game. Um, so this, whatever the next Mario game is, the next big Mario game is, it's probably going to be something similar to this. I think they're they're testing. It's like, that's usually what they do, right? They, they did that with Majora's Mask. It's like, alright, let's see how well you do with a game. You have three weeks to create a game and you got Majora's Mask and then um, and then that uh, and then uh, that team went on to make uh, Twilight Princess so that's that's usually how Nintendo operates so they probably took part of that team said hey guys you do something open world I don't know come up with something with Mario and I think I think that's what it is so I would love for that to be true I I, I I'm here for that as well. Yeah, I, I think they're they're definitely looking into that. But uh, tell us what we got, man. If you want to just go ahead and uh, plug us in, sir. Absolutely. Good people of the little time. Thank you very much for sticking with us. We invite you to stay connected. So make sure that you are subscribed to No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sorry. Follow us on there. I'm tired, guys. Sorry. Follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're also on Twitch. Subscribe to us on, of course, our iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. 
uh, we, we welcome you to stay uh, subscribed and get notifications whenever we drop a new episode. Of course, uh, if you can always send an email to us, noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Thank you all very much, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next time.